0: Hello and welcome to the Diction Police! I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Opera in Dresden, Germany. This week, we're finishing off a series of episodes covering many of the arias in Le Nozze di Figaro. Matteo Pais walks us through the Countess's second aria E Susanna non vien? Dove sono? And Figaro's first aria, bravo signor padrone, se vuol ballare, focusing on open and closed O's and E's in every position. Now I've already admitted that I'm a reality TV junkie, plus you've probably figured out that I love to find interesting podcasts, so it should come as no surprise that I'm addicted to Jillian Michaels' podcast. Jillian Michaels was the former trainer on The Biggest Loser. The past few weeks that I was in the States, I was listening to a few of her older episodes where she and a doctor discussed the health benefits of sleep. Although most of us don't seem to believe this nowadays, sleep is important. First semester of my sophomore year in college, I and a few of my fellow piano majors prided ourselves on being in the practice room from 7 in the morning till 3 the following morning almost every day. We'd sit on the mezzanine tables during our breaks and order pizza and talk about how virtuous we were for giving up sleep in order to practice our craft. For me, the result was that I slept through pretty much that entire Thanksgiving break and most of Christmas. It took me almost two months to recover from those few months of burning the candle at both ends. So in the spring semester, I changed my tactics. I decided that I would just work from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., and anything that didn't get done would just have to wait until the next day. The funny thing was, I got about three times as much done in that shorter time period, mostly because I could focus and concentrate better. The book that I had mentioned before, Talent is Overrated, brings up this topic as well. In one quote about some of the consistent qualities of elite performers, he says, They slept well. They not only slept more at night, they also took far more afternoon naps all that practicing seems to demand a lot of recovery. The Collaborative Piano blog has referred to the necessity of sleep and relaxation as does the blog Study Hacks which says, and I quote, if your goal is to build a remarkable life then busyness and exhaustion should be your enemy. If you're chronically stressed and up late working, you're doing something wrong. For singers especially who carry their instrument around in their body, sleep is important. So as we come into the December crunch of finals and or tons of holiday performances, coupled with usually lousy weather and rapid extreme changes in humidity, try to find ways to get to bed early or sneak naps in throughout the day to give your body the rest it needs to function at its best. I'll post links to the websites I've just mentioned and the libretto of Le Nozze di Figaro at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our first text today is the Countess's second aria, Dove sono, starting from the recitative E Susanna non vien. Oftentimes in performances, the order of the third act is switched around a little bit. After the Count's aria, I già vinta la causa, it's possible to skip directly to the recitative between Barbarina and Cherubino, Andiamo andiamo bel paggio, heading into Dove sono which is then followed by jumping back to the recit before the sextet e decisa la lite. After the sextet and the recit that follows it, we then cut forward to scene nine with Antonio and the count, and from here on out we go in order.
1: E Susanna non viene. Sono ansiosa di saper come il conte accolse la proposta. Alquanto ardito il progetto mi par e ad uno sposo sì vivace e geloso. Ma che mal c'è, cangiando i miei vestiti con quelli di Susanna e i suoi comiei, al favor della notte, o oh cielo a quale umistato stato fatale, io son ridotta da un consorte crudel, che dopo avermi con un misto inaudito di infedeltà, di gelosia, di sdegni, prima amata, indi offesa e al fin tradita, Fammi or cercar da una mia serva Aita. Dove sono i bei momenti di dolcezza e di piacere? Dove andaro i giuramenti di quel labbro menzognier? Perché mai, se impianti e in pene per me tutto si cangiò, la memoria di quel bene dal mio sen non trapassò? Ah, si almen la mia costanza nel languire amando ogni or mi portasse una speranza di cangiar l'ingrato cor.
0: That was Matteo Pais reading the Contessa's aria, her second aria. And I thought this time we'd focus on closed and open O's, closed and open E's because we talk a lot about consonants, but we forget about the vowels again.
1: Allora. Le O sono di due tipi, abbiamo la O, diciamo, chiusa e la O un po' più aperta. So we have two choices of O's, we
0: have the the more closed version or the open version.
1: Allora, la O, diciamo, eh, chiusa è quella senza accento, tipo geloso, ridotta, favore, proposta, eccetera, eccetera.
0: These are all versions of closed O's on the stressed syllable.
1: Yeah. And invece, the open O, la O aperta è quando c'è um, un accento: cangiò trapassò, eccetera, eccetera.
0: Yeah, so if it has an accent, if it has that grave accent, yeah. it's always gonna be open
1: O, che è più O, un pochino più indietro la, la pronuncia, no? O. So it's just a little bit further back, poi è importante dire per soprattutto per la Germania mm-hmm. perché quando io studio con tedeschi mi trovo che c'è la o tedesca mm-hmm. di tod per yeah. esempio no e che invece in italiano non c'è per cui la o chiusa è comunque meno chiusa di la o tedesca quindi questo è importante
0: yeah so that especially in working with Germans he hears a lot of the German closed o which is crazy closed but the Italian closed o is not as closed as the German
1: esatto quindi a volte ai tedeschi bisogna dire o aperta anche se poi in realtà è o chiuso
0: yeah so uh, sometimes giuloso. for exactly sometimes no? for Germans we have to say actually say an open o for the Germans in any case whether it's yeah. open or closed
1: yeah to get Questa, it to open è molto
0: then let's give a couple that don't have accents
1: ah, uh, don't have is o sposo with li with, con le labbra un pochino in avanti mm-hmm. sposo e anche forse un po più lunga consorte ecco bisogna agevolare il suono con le labbra.
0: Yeah, so that's you can see his li- you can't see but I can see that his lips are a little more for, rounder in the front position.
1: Anche perché la o con l'accento di solito, anzi quasi sempre, è in fondo alla parola, quindi è sempre tronca, è e molto corta, no? Tra passò, e alla fine della parola. Quindi, yeah,
0: so the the okay. stressed o is the one you, is always at the end of a word and it actually almost shortens the vowel. I mean it makes it a shorter sound. So let's catch some of these closed and open E's then.
1: Okay, uh, anche sulla E ci sono due tipi di E uh, che però non hanno diversità grafica.
0: Mm-hmm. So they, we have we have a couple different kinds s- of E's that don't have any kind of any signal whether they're salvo, closed. Salvo
1: salvo alcuni casi come per esempio il verbo essere è che ha l'accento perché è. Um, oppure e congiunzione. però nelle parole diciamo non c'è mai diversità grafica.
0: Mm-hmm. So these don't have any way of telling except in words that we've talked about before like è eh", he is lui è. then you see the the grave accent. but the word and is a closed longer one because it's
1: just a regular e with no accent on it. esatto. quindi è difficile perché bisogna sapere come pronunciare anche se non c'è un segno che, mm-hmm. che ti aiuta. Noi italiani sappiamo, ma perché parliamo? Right. Per esempio, sdegni, offesa, dolcezza, giuramenti, menzogne per perché offesa, eccetera, eccetera, men, è chiusa, è e chiusa, mentre viene bene, miei e crudel è più aperto. So you can hear the first list was a list of closed is sdegni, offesa, dolcezza, giuramenti, menzogne, perché, offesa. And the second was a list of open ones. Vien, bene, miei.
0: What you actually said during this was that we can't know because we're not Italian speakers. So I thought, let's find one other point that we can never know because we're not Italian yeah. natives. And this, this I plus another vowel, because sometimes the I is a j-glide and sometimes it's the stressed syllable.
1: Yeah. E questo, è, questo discorso va eh, seguendo le sillabe, la divisione delle sillabe. Quindi an, sio, sa, can, già, do, celo, me, mo, ria. ok? Allora mm-hmm. sono attaccate. Mentre io, gelosia lo, zia, mia, mio e aita mm-hmm. l'accento cade sulla prima. Exactly. E quindi è, è diverso. Noi dobbiamo come separarle? Io. E è quando cantiamo, noi dobbiamo rispettare questa accentuazione, ovvero allungare un pochino di più la vocale con l'accento.
0: Exactly. So, so what he was showing you was where the stress of the syllable goes to. So when the stress of the syllable in a word like ansiosa goes to that O, then we use the I as a J-glide. But if you have a word like gelosia, then you have to stress the eye, and if you have one note on these things, then you have to hold the one that's stressed longer than the other.
1: Yeah, infatti, quando abbiamo in questi casi una nota su questo gruppo di eh, lettere, allora è ovvio che se l'accento è sull'ultima vocale non è un problema, ansiosa, noi mm-hmm. teniamo la vocale lunga, ma quando invece l'accento è sulla prima. L'errore che si fa sempre è quella di fare io, invece, sempre la prima vocale più lunga. Io son, Mm anche un'ora ma la seconda vocale andrà all'ultimo secondo.
0: Yeah, so if you have one like ansiosa where the stress goes to the second of the two vowels, then there's exactly there's no problem. You just go straight to that second vowel and that's the long one. But if you have a word like io or mia, you want to hang on to that first one almost as long as possible and then go to the last part of it at the very end.
1: Yeah, è sempre una buona cosa. Secondo me, fare comunque nel tempo la eh, cioè mettere la seconda vocale dentro il tempo musicale più veloce. Faccio un esempio: se abbiamo quarto e ottavi, poi no? Quarti mm-hmm. e crome. Io pa, 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 mm-hmm. pa, 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 pa. La O sarà un sedicesimo. Pa, 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 pa. Io sono.
0: Oh, so if you have the if you have a quarter note followed by some eighth notes then you want to think of the O as being a sixteenth note at that last second.
1: Yeah, io sono sempre della scuola che la seconda vocale vuol dire aggiungere un suono. Mm -hmm. Aggiungere un altro suono, un'altra nota, molto veloce. Io sono...
0: So, So, he's from the school that says that that last syllable, that second syllable, actually has a lot of sound of its own, and it actually creates its own rhythm.
1: Esatto. Anche per esempio quando abbiamo un ottavo puntato e sedicesimo, mettere la seconda vocale sul punto e quindi diventa ottavo e due sedicesimi.
0: Yeah, so if you have a note with a dot on it, you want to put that second vowel on the point, basically.
1: ta 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 Io so.
0: Exactly. Io so. But if you have something that's a straight, that can be divided into fours,
1: then you divide it into fours. Così viene... Bello, preciso, e l'articolazione sta dentro la pulsazione piccola.
0: Yeah, so that, that way you have a very articulated and
1: very clear. E questa cosa, anche i cantanti italiani, non sempre la fanno giusta.
0: <laughs> and even the Italians don't always do that right. <laughs> yeah. I just have one other tiny little point in here, because I wanted to make the difference between... Since we talked about words with an accent, we have a c with an accent, and we have a sì. c without the accent.
1: Sì, eh, sì con l'accento è, diciamo, sta per così. Quindi è soltanto un, un fatto per, per il numero delle sillabe della frase, per cui quando si dice sì vivace vuol dire così vivace.
0: Yeah. So when the when the Quindi, i in the word c sì has an accent, then it's actually short yeah. for the word così.
1: Come tu pronunci così devi pronunciare solo sì si", sì si", così sì si". è ovvio che essendoci solo la s cambia da sì, si si", yes. come so the s, s, s is no longer in, in
0: così it's it's voiced and in sì it's never voiced but when it's not when it doesn't have the accent then we have
1: sì si", che allora la i è più lunga perché è, è rivolto a me stessa anche è rivolto alla persona
0: yeah so it's longer it's a it's a reflexive word yeah,
1: mm-hmm. esatto esatto
0: so it's actually, the other one is actually a stronger feeling, so it's shorter, just like the
1: O's at Kanjo. Yeah. Molto con l'accento, no?
0: hmm With a lot of accent to it,
1: yeah. Esatto.
0: Matteo said that the Italian closed O isn't as closed as the German closed O. That's exactly the reason I started the podcast in the first place. Phonetically, no matter which language we're discussing, we transcribe a closed O as a lowercase O, But this phonetic letter doesn't always sound exactly the same in every language. That's also the reason that the symbol for the diction police is a prohibition sign over a schwa to remind us all that not all phonetic signs are exactly equal. So keep that in mind as you use the phonetic alphabet that every transcription will also necessarily be shaded and colored by the language of the piece. We talked a lot about the grave accent, the grave accent, But you may sometimes also see an acute accent in Italian. Just like in French, the grave accent, which is the accent that starts at the top on the left and goes down to the right, opens the vowel. And the acute accent, which starts at the bottom on the left and goes up to the right, closes the vowel. But unlike French, just because an E may have a grave accent over it in Italian, this does not necessarily open the vowel. This acute accent doesn't often occur. Usually every accent is just printed as a grave accent. So it's important to know that a final accented E is closed, no matter which direction the accent goes. You'll see PERCHÉ or FINCHÉ written with both kinds of accents, grave or acute. Another situation where this problem arises is with a few words that have chopped off the last syllable. For example, the word fede is often abbreviated to FE, F and E, with an accent over it. And you'll probably not find that in a dictionary, so it's one to memorize. No matter which way the accent is written, it's a closed E, just like it would be in the word fere. This is exactly the opposite of the letter O. Stressed final O's are always a grave accent, because they're always open. So finally, one rule for open O's and closed E's that we can trust. You may also sometimes run across a circumflex accent in Italian. My understanding of the circumflex accent is that it indicates a contraction in a word that should end with two unstressed I's in a row. So you might come across a word like principio, where the plural would be principi, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-I-I, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-I-I which can then be written without that second I, so P-R-I-N-C-I-P and then I with a circumflex. As you can see, though, unlike the the grave and acute accents, the circumflex in Italian doesn't affect the stress of the word. It stays on principi. As for words with stressed I followed by a vowel like I-O, Matteo said that the second part of this has its own sound and its own strong rhythm. But Simone di Felice had said during our discussion of the Count's aria that it shouldn't have a strong rhythm, that it should flow through to the next word or syllable. Matteo also said that if it's set on a quarter note, you should put that O on the last sixteenth note. I had learned this same rule with triplets, that the I was two-thirds of the triplet, and the O would be the last third. So you can hear how, just with three coaches, we all say something slightly different. But what we all agree on is that the stressed vowel should be longer than the unstressed vowel, and we also agree on the quality of those vowels. So be aware of whether the I is a stressed, the stressed syllable or a J-glide, and then be sure that you're actually singing that. Our second text today is Se vuol ballare, starting from Bravo Signor Padrone, Figaro's first-act aria. Back in those days, it was very common for popular arias and overtures to be played at parties and balls, which is why you find the melody for Non più andrai in Don Giovanni, while Giovanni comments, I'm sick of hearing this. (laughs) Or sometimes they they were embellished by other composers, like all of the repertoire that Liszt transcribed for piano. As for Se vuoi ballare, Beethoven wrote a lovely set of variations for violin and piano based on this theme.
1: Bravo, signor padrone! Ora incomincio a capire il mistero e a veder schietto tutto il vostro progetto. A Londra, è vero? Voi, ministro, io corriero e la Susanna, secreta ambasciatrice. Non sarà, non sarà, Figaro, il dice... Se vuol ballare signor contino il chitarrino le suonerò se vuol venire nella mia scuola la capriola le insegnerò saprò ma piano meglio ogni arcano disimolando scoprir potrò l'arte schermendo l'arte adoprando di qua pungendo di la scherzando tutte le macchine rovescerò
0: That was Matteo Païs reading Figaro's first aria. Bravo, signora. se vol And we had talked a little bit in the first one about when this O at the end with an accent, ha- what that sounds like, and we get a lot of those here.
1: Suonero, insegnero, saprò, potrò, rovescerò.
0: And I think it's easy when that's the stressed syllable. I think the hard thing for most foreigners is when we have these O's at the end and we want to keep singing, like si- Signor Quantino.
1: Yeah infatti perché la o è un po' più lunga continuo chitarrino arcano dissimulando perché non è continuo perché non c'è l'accento però non deve essere ovviamente molto lunga è un po' più lunga yeah un po' più chiusa è un po' più lunga so it's a little more closed at the end
0: but also a little bit longer actually than these open o's at the end esatto. but not long still not long don't hang esatto. on to them through the rest of the measure
1: esatto chiusa è un po' più lunga
0: and we actually do have one rule that we can talk about with open O's, that we don't have to look everything up.
1: Scuola, vuol, and suonerò. Ci sono le due O diverse. Suonerò. Exactly. So you can hear the difference between the two, the two oh, O's in that word, too. O. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. hmm Piccola differenza, ma molto grande. suo Yeah. No? Yeah, exactly. Per più l'ultima.
0: Yeah, so you open up just a little more for that last vowel. And scuola and wall are open because of the U. That always will yeah. open an O.
1: Uo, wall, scuola.
0: Yeah, and that actually goes for words. Sometimes they take the U out of words, but it still stays with that open sound. Come, come cuore, come fuoco. Cuore, okay. cuore. So there are words that they've taken that U out. It's still an open O.
1: Yeah, sempre open, open. Core, quando non c'è la U, è sempre open. Core, cuore. Yeah. Core si usa solo nella poesia. Yeah. Nel, nello speaking normale non no si dice mai core. Yeah. Solo nei versi.
0: Yeah. yeah, poetic forms.
1: Yeah, only poetic form. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have a couple of standard endings that are also with O's and E's here.
1: Eh, Sì, signore, padrone, schermendo, eccetera, siccome cade l'accento della parola, anche qui bisogna allungare un pochettino, ore, one, endo, eccetera, eccetera, quindi come prima era continuo, anche qui dobbiamo allungare un pochettino la pronuncia, signore, padrone, perché proprio c'è l'accento tonico della parola.
0: Yeah, so the tonic accent of the word. We also we always want to hang on to a little bit longer anyway. And these we can hear that they're closed and they're standard endings. I mean, you see lots of words with these endings like pittore.
1: Esatto. protettore. Yeah. È, è sempre l'accento nello stesso nello stesso posto, cioè non importa il numero di sillabe di una parola, ma il tipo di accento è sempre quello, yeah. che è l'accento piano si chiama che Raggruppa la maggior parte delle parole in italiano.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so there's... Anche italiano è eh, accento piano, cioè nella penultima sillaba. E di solito infatti si allunga sempre quella parola, anche parola.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's not important how many syllables a word has, it's important where that stress goes. And oftentimes it's in this penultimate syllable. So you have signore, padrone.
1: Esatto, schermendo. And that's pungendo. an open E, eh.
0: pungendo. We have yeah. that open E. Eh. And again, we see that endo
1: kind of all over
0: the place, essendo.
1: Essendo, pungendo, anche schermendo.
0: And my one last question is sometimes in the recitative of this, you hear actually in a lot of different texts. Also in in Traviata, this came up with Mm -hmm. me last year, whether you want to say secreta or segreta.
1: Sì, è soltanto una differenza di di scrittura perché secreta è proprio una derivazione più antica mm-hmm. e, e quindi è rimasta neanche qui nella poesia però anche oggi si è, è caduta questa usanza e rimane segre segreta come lagrime e lacrime
0: mm-hmm.
1: per esempio no
0: yeah so it's, it's an archaic spelling that they used to have and it's the same thing with the word for tears
1: Poi, per esempio, a volte si usa anche per, per esempio, lacrima e lacrima è più morbida nel canto e quindi molte volte troviamo lagrima perché è più morbida, mentre lacrima per il legato non è buona allora si usa lagrima a volte proprio sono cambiate yeah. mentre qua nel recitativo segreta è più forte allora è probabilmente è stato usato anche questo
0: yeah so it, what he's saying is that you can you can actually change them if you want to go for that softer sound you can say lagrima or segreta
1: il desir d'amore per esempio no Yeah. una furtiva U- lagrima
0: exactly
1: lagrima rovina <laughs>
0: exactly. But in this case, we could say secreta, because he's angry. Secreta, sí, secreta
1: a poi è recitativo, quindi è più, più forte, secondo
0: Exactly. Me. But you do have the choice. You could switch it for the, the G and no, there's no difference. Yes,
1: yeah. il significato is lo stesso, però da Ponte ha scelto, oh, e Mozart, secreta.
0: Yeah, so it's the, they mean the same thing, but da Ponte and Mozart both chose the yeah. K sound. I thought it was really interesting that Matteo said those final unstressed O's can be slightly longer than the stressed open O's. But remember that they're still not long. Most of us want to hang on to the ends of words too long in general because we just want to keep singing, which makes us late getting over the bar lines. Throughout the episode today, you heard examples of how long that stressed syllable should be in comparison to the following unstressed ones, like in padrone and continuo So make sure to retain that feeling even through the legato line. And to go along with that, remember our rule of raddoppiamento, where after certain words we double the next initial consonant? Felice Venanzoni had told us in episode 14 that we can double the consonant after any word that ends in an accent. I think this is another indication of how truncated that final open O with an accent on it can be, as well as any other word ending in an accent, like pietà, perché, or finché. One thing I wasn't very clear about? We had said that a U, or technically the W glide, will open a stressed O like in the words
1: scuola, vuol,
0: but in a word like suonerò, where the stress goes to that final stressed O, Matteo was very clear that the first O in the word is a more closed O, even though it follows a U. This goes along with what I had learned and my basic assumption on the podcast that unstressed O's and E's are, in general, closed. So make sure to remember that this rule, where a U before an O opens it, only applies on the stressed syllable of the word. I wanted to bring up that point about secreta and segreta, Because last season I had worked with a soprano who sang lagrima instead of lacrima, which was written in the score. And I wondered what the difference was. So I wrote to all of my Italian coach friends and asked what was right, because I knew that I had seen and heard both lagrima and lacrima. And they all said exactly what Matteo just told us. Both C and G are totally acceptable in these words. So if using that hard K sound works for you in some situations, like this one, secret ambasatrice, to make you sound angrier, use it. But if you want the softer feel of the G sound, even if there's a C written in the score, you do have the option to change it. As I always say, as long as it's a conscious choice and not an accident. And that's all for today. Next week will be a special edition of the podcast focusing on tongue exercises and finally some tips on how to roll R's, which I've been trying to find for over a year now. So be sure to look for that. In the meantime, if you'd like to know more about Matteo Pais or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that others can find it and benefit from it. Happy Thanksgiving. See you next week.